You know the zany thing? Hmm. Despite the fact that I'm calling this episode Madam Web is Bad and other stuff, it is still in the top ten of new releases for movies I have seen this year so far. Well, I I don't know how to tell you this, dog, but there hasn't been ten weekends yet. <laughs> no, but I've seen eleven. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good at all. <laughs> no, it's not. Mm. Welcome to Under the Bridge, everybody. Welcome to Under the Bridge. I'm Cody, a.k.a. the Scarlet Troll. And I am Greg, a.k.a. Greg. And this is our podcast where we talk sometimes comic news, sometimes gaming news, always movie news, and also almost always a movie review. I'm g- It's almost. It's almost. It's almost there. The intro's almost there. Halfway there. <laughs> Halfway there! <laughs> Record skip. Indeed. So, I don't have any comic news this week. But, there is gaming news. There is gaming news indeed. Which I think you're more equipped to talk about because I only got the highlight and you actually witnessed the event in question. Yes, so, for the uninitiated, even though I don't know how it could have been missed because the internet was going crazy about it, Microsoft on their official podcast, which first and foremost, I did not know Microsoft had an official Xbox podcast until this was announced. I didn't know until right now. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, they have an official podcast. On the official Xbox podcast, they had an episode dedicated to talking about where Xbox currently stands in the business side of things and the plans for Xbox in the future. This was after weeks of speculation, some of which a lot more founded than others, about certain games being released on different consoles through leaks or documents or what have you. So, at least for me, it's like someone at Microsoft was like, okay, internet's going crazy, we need to plan some damage control, so they had a... 20-minute episode of their podcast, which I watched entirely of. The main big thing from it, I feel like, is that they did confirm that there are four original Xbox exclusives that are going to be going to other platforms. I imagine that means Switch and PS5. They did confirm that neither game is Starfield or the Indiana Jones game, because those were, I think, the two big ones that were being talked about quite a bit. They said that there's no plans to announced the games themselves like they weren't going to say what they were on the podcast episode because the studios and whoever are involved with the games are already planning their own announcements now one curious thing about that has that i feel like is worth mentioning is that there was originally a nintendo direct planned for the day that the podcast episode dropped but it seems nintendo decided to postpone that because of the podcast episode dropping allegedly Allegedly, yeah. If that is true, I imagine it's because one of the games that they're going to talk about there where it's going to be one of the games that would be brought over to the Switch platform. They basically said that the games chosen were ones that have been on, like, getting past both Xbox and PC for a good enough amount of time. The way I took it is, like, these are games that have run their course on Game Pass and Xbox's platforms and whatnot. Not like they're being their support is being dropped, but it's like, okay, I think we've gotten... As much as we reasonably could out of these games, let's put them on other systems and see how they do. Time to license it out for a bigger player base, essentially. Yeah, exactly. That was one of the because that was also one of the other big things that was talked about in the podcast episode. Xbox's goal with Xbox as a platform for the future is basically to have it where people can access it on as many different platforms as they can. They talked a lot about how there's already like Game Pass on Xbox itself, as well as PC Game Pass, mobile Game Pass. So they're basically looking to try and put their products out on as many things as possible, which 
yeah, that kind of tracks. <laughs> now you say that, and, and that and that brings up a funny thing to me. Mm-hmm. Having having heard your opinions on the release strategy for Final Fantasy 16, you realize this is the same thing functionally, just with a different name. This is yes, a timed yes. exclusive. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> and you're fine with it. Yes, I do, and it's like <laughs> I do recognize that, and I do recognize that I'm someone that benefits from that, but that doesn't make it okay. I feel like slash hope that what's happening, if anything, is that someone somewhere is going, it's like, okay, I think console exclusivity is for the birds, which is like, all right, that's one part of it that's good. Now can we also get rid of the timed exclusivity part? That part would make me very happy. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah. Because that's, that's honestly my big problem with the whole Final Fantasy thing, is that I want to play Final Fantasy, but I cannot justify buying, in this case, a PlayStation 5 just for the current Final Fantasy games. You know what? I, I think I actually have some news to pivot to that is related to that, but before then, I also hmm. want to point out that after this podcast, this isn't confirmed, but the website The Verge dropped a report that stated that the four games are going to be Hi-Fi Rush, Pentiment, Sea of Thieves, and Grounded. So yes. that's not confirmed, but... At the very least, Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves are both games I'm familiar with, and therefore they make sense. That yeah. sounds accurate. Yeah, and honestly, of those four speculated games, Hi-Fi Rush is the one that I would be most interested in seeing on other platforms, just because it's a really good game that I want other people to experience. Put it on the Switch! <laughs> on one hand, I feel like it would be perfect on the Switch because of how like zany and cartoony and colorful it is, but on the other hand... There is a lot that's going on in that game in terms of, like, graphics and effects and whatnot, so I am, much like the announcement of Ace Combat 7 coming on the Switch, I am very curious to see how it performs on that console if it does actually show up. Put it on the Switch too! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be besides that, they did also mention, and this was something that they constantly brought up, is like, our goals for the future are to ensure the health of Xbox. The health of Xbox. The health of Xbox over and over and over again. They did confirm that there is a new Xbox system in development. They didn't say like where in development or anything like that. But there is going to be a next generation Xbox. And that they're planning on this system to have like the biggest technical leak that any Xbox system has ever had previously. From one generation mm. to another. So... What? That just... What? Yeah, it's just, I mean, it doesn't fucking mean anything. It's it's a lot of buzzwords. <laughs> yeah, because it's like yeah. there's it's like there's nothing to quantify that. It's like it, for me, I could be very wrong about this. They could say it's like instead of a one terabyte SSD, it would be like a two terabyte SSD at the same price point. That would oh be man, a... so would it hold four games? Yeah, it's like okay. On one hand, that would be a massive, massive leap comparatively, but that's not that big a change. It's like. I don't know, like, I'm, I've am i been in the Xbox ecosystem for a long time, I will say, generally speaking, I do like their products, but at the same time, if I had to, like, put out any speculation there, if the next console isn't all digital, it'll be the last one that has the ability to play physical media. That's gross and ominous and troubling. That's, that's, now that's, there's no confirming that, that is pure speculation on my part, but seeing how Microsoft is going into the whole delivery everywhere of, like, game content and whatnot through Game Pass on various platforms, and, and talking about putting more of their games, more of their first-party games on other platforms as well, 
even though they did make, mention backwards compatibility in the podcast, which is like, okay, cool, thank you for acknowledging that that's a thing and that it exists. Um, but if they could go digital only and still keep that, it would just mean backporting the digital releases. Yeah, so... Which is probably easier? I don't maybe. know how tech works. Yeah, I don't know how it works either, but just looking at how they've been doing things over the past, I don't know, like five years or so, Microsoft, especially compared to Sony and Nintendo, Microsoft has gone more hard into the whole like subscription model, games as a service, games on demand type of deal. Yeah. I have a feeling that's probably where it's going to go, which makes me sad, but I feel like at this point the writing's kind of on the wall. Yeah, companies don't want you to own the things that you pay for. <laughs> More or less. <laughs> they want to keep it on the subscription-based model where they reserve the right to remove content at any point. Yeah. Unfortunate. But we'll see. I found it funny how, like, kind of... I imagine because there's a lot of things in all of this that, of course, they're not allowed to talk about or put out to public access or whatever. But it was interesting how much the internet was blowing up this news when it was announced we are going to have this podcast. So it was like, people are going like, Xbox is dead. I, uh, <laughs> Xbox is dead and all this. Or some people were saying maybe they'll announce a new console or what have you. And it's like, both the lovers and the haters are just kind of letting their emotions get to the better of them. And then when, the new, when it came out and it was kind of a little bit not as crazy, it's just like, yeah, that's about what I expected. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of console shelf life, Oh boy. Sony's confirmed that the PS5 is entering the latter stage of its life cycle. What? I mean, the the crazy thing is, technically speaking, the PS5 launched in late 2020. So, for console generations that actually tracks, it just doesn't feel like it, because for what was it, two years? Nobody except scalpers could get their hands on PS5s. That's fair, but it's like, that seems wild to me, because it's like, I feel like most console generations are usually like eight years or so, so... Well, yeah, but that would mean this has been going on for like almost four. So mm. latter stage would mean maybe another uh, three, four. That's fair. Ugh, that's annoying, but that's fair. <laughs> it does seem like the, their momentum on the PS5 is not where they want it to be, though. Apparently they sold one million less units than Sony anticipated. <laughs> The cynic in me can't help but go, it's like, oh boy, they sold one million less units. Still, as far as I'm aware, please correct me if I'm wrong on the Nintendo side, still very much outselling, like, Microsoft and Nintendo currently, though. I have no idea. Okay, I mean, they're for sure outselling Microsoft. Like, I think it's actually two to one. I don't generally feel like making the console wars a competition. That's fair. <laughs> because, uh, you know what? Hypothetically, all consoles let you keep your games. Theoretically. Yes, yes. For yes. now. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's the thing of, oh, we were making less money, so it's like, oh, we're in the last stage then. I don't know. Part of me, again, I think this is my cynicism winning out more than anything else. <laughs> yeah, here's a real cynical sad bit. Uh, mm. They have no major releases from existing franchise titles planned for the next fiscal year. So, huh. 2024 isn't going to have any main PlayStation first party releases. Huh. At least not from things we already know about. If if we do get anything big, it's going to be because some new property took off like a rocket. Okay, I mean, I don't know, that's not great, but at the same time, I feel like if any time is good for like a third-party developer or what have you, or like a third-party AAA studio to really put their name out there while there's no major first-party titles out, there's not going to be a better opportunity than this. True, true. So, we'll see what happens of that. I still don't have my own PlayStation 5. There's one in the house, but I don't use it because <laughs> it's not mine. And I feel weird using it. 
understandable. But I do want to play Spider-Man 2 at some point. Yeah, I do too. And I Miles Morales, well. which I don't have. Yeah, I mean, I haven't been able to play any of the Spider-Man games since 2018. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't get a... Well, I had a PS4, but I didn't keep it. Shame to be you. Mm. Let's go into movie news. Oh, boy. Of course, we do have some big Marvel news. Oh, boy. And that is... Viewers and listeners, we now have our Fantastic Four. Yay! Applause stock sound. Yeah. <laughs> and this is actually a lineup that was rumored and leaked, what have you, ages ago. I just didn't report on it because I, I am no rumor monger. Mm-hmm. I'm no conjurer of cheap trick. We have got Pedro Pascal as Reed Richards. Mm-hmm. Vanessa Kirby as Sue Storm. Right. Joseph Quinn as Johnny Storm. Right. And Evan Moss Bachrock as The Thing. Alrighty. This is a decent cast. I'll say, in most of the circles that I see online, people seem upset about Joseph Quinn as the Human Torch. I don't have an opinion. Yeah, if I remember right. The main thing that he's known for at this point is from Stranger Things. Right. Yeah, At least which, that's the current hotness. Which... Ha! Because <laughs> he's the Human Torch, you see. Because he's the Human Torch, so it's funny. <laughs> it's good shit. But I feel confident saying that neither of us have seen, or, oh, well, you've seen, I think, the first season of Stranger Things, right? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen any of it, so it's like, even still, I have, I personally have zero frame of reference to this man. Mm. Mm. Same. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I think the thing to keep in mind is, for whatever problems you want to ascribe to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Marvel Studios' work, mm. casting has never been one of them. Oh, no, these are... I'm, again, I'm not familiar with the work of this man or the gentleman who's playing the thing. Actually, you are. I'll get to that in a second. Oh, boy. <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, Marvel is t- pretty good with their casting choices. Vanessa Kirby and Pedro Pascal are two known quantities as it is. Like, they're two yeah. very good actors. I And I know you're very happy with the Vanessa Kirby news. I am happy with the Vanessa Kirby news. I, I do like Vanessa Kirby quite a bit. <laughs> Watch out, Reed. You got someone else coming to steal your girl. <laughs> forget Namor, forget Doom. Your real competition is Greg. Oh, that's right. Those were things in the comics, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. The thing is, Namor genuinely has the hots for Sue. Mm-hmm. Doom, it varies, but I think... Doesn't Doom, like, mind control her more than once to, like, fall in love with him? At least once. <laughs> but the thing with Doom is, mm-hmm. I give it better odds that Doom only wants Sue because mm. she's in love with Reed. Oh, so it's just to piss off Reed more than anything it's, else. It's to one-up Reed. <laughs> It's, if she loves Richards, then she should love Doom, because Doom is better than Richards. Oh, So say it, Doom. I feel like that's kind of worse. (laughs) That is worse. It's a thousand times worse. Doom's a bad guy. Yeah. (laughs) He's eloquent, classy, and he can trick you into thinking he's not a bad guy, but he is a bad guy. (laughs) Like Namor. They get along. They're friends. There's a reason for this. It's because they're both dicks. (laughs) It's, it's gross to kind of think about as you're conversing. So I was like, okay, so what are the ways you thought of winning over Sue Storm? Uh, <laughs> it's like, 
Or I'm thinking about mind control. It's just like, all right, this is just getting worse and worse, guys. <laughs> Namor just gets up. This discussion is over. Yeah, either that or like his one of their henchmen in the corner is like, guys, I'm pretty sure this is unethical. It's like, get out of the conversation. Get out of the conversation. <laughs> you were not invited. <laughs> Doom goes, a lot of people ask, Doom, what, what think you of your plans? Are you an unethical monster or noble savior? And my answer is always the same. How dare you speak to me? <laughs> and then he has their whole family killed yeah it's like oh you think you can talk to me everyone you love is dead <laughs> there's only ice cream <laughs> that's a fun little it's amazing that we still talk about that even though that was like six years ago or something like that it's a and, terrible and, commercial and for very terrible ice cream <laughs> yeah no so vanessa kirby's a good pick pedro pascal my only concern because he is a damn good actor, and I'm sure he'll knock it out of the park. With where this movie is set to release, by the time the first Fantastic Four movie comes out, the man will be 50. Right. So I have some concerns about the planned longevity of this franchise, especially because one of the noteworthy di differences between the Multiverse Saga and the Infinity Saga is that in the current saga, it, it seems like it's taking longer for projects to get follow-ups and sequels than they might otherwise get, at least directly. Mm-hmm. So, in that instance, unless they fast-track a bunch of Fantastic Four movies, I feel like we only have him for so long, partly because the thing about Reed is, he doesn't wear a suit of armor or a mask, so... Yeah. You gotta digital de-age him, mm -hmm. or you gotta recast. I mean, I feel like they'll do digital de-aging, because, once again, it wouldn't be the first time they've done that. <laughs> or Secret Wars does a big, massive reboot, as people suspect, and this is only a temporary Fantastic Four. Oh, but. And in which case they blow up the MCU and then re bring it back as an all-new MCU. <laughs> all-new, all-different Marvel. Uh. <laughs> Soon you will know my pain. <laughs> the thing is, all-new, all-different Marvel wasn't even a cosmic reboot. It was just it was just a rebrand. Oh, was it? So that would actually... Yeah, no, DC's the one who keeps redoing their shit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. which is... Honestly, there's been many times where it's like, I should check into what DC is doing. I know they've stuck with the current thing for like quite a while, but previously you'd be thinking of like, all right, the universe has been reset again, and just like that, that's killed my interest in looking into it. <laughs> yeah, they've technically, like, okay, Marvel technically did a multiversal reboot in the sense of we were in the seventh iteration of the cosmos and now we're in the eighth iteration, mm -hmm. but history-wise, everything is still technically the same as when the Fantastic Four first debuted in comics. And that was, what, like, the 60s, right? That was the 60s. Yeah. Which, speaking of, speaking of, another fun little confirmation from that poster. No, no, uh, yeah, I'll do that, and then I'll get back to the thing. Okay. Based on the style and some of the events, like, the thing is holding a copy of, what was it, Time Magazine or People Magazine or something, and yeah. based on the cover, people are now suspecting that this movie might actually be set in the 60s, specifically 1963. Hmm. I can kind of see that from the aesthetic of the poster or the image that was posted, especially with the very, very Apollo 11 looking portrait in the back of it, too. Yeah, it's also an interesting way to keep that aesthetic and that naming sensibility because Fantastic Four, let's face it, kind of a dated name. I'm not saying nobody would call themselves that, but I do think it's more likely that somebody in the 60s might call themselves that. Yeah. And also an explanation of where they've been all this time because, okay, hot take, mutants. Okay. <laughs> they can they can have been hidden this whole time, alright? Everybody's making a big fuss about where were the X-Men this whole time. Just say Charles Xavier blanked everybody's minds. Easy. 
did it. I hate that how well that could actually work. <laughs> what? Oh, but what about Magneto? Okay, you either make him a survivor of a different genocide, because historically speaking, there's been a ton. Yes. <laughs> if you don't want to get rid of the Holocaust aspect of his backstory... Which you shouldn't, like... Which I understand. No, because the thing is, if you want to update him, you could give him a different genocide as his backstory. But, well, okay, I, eh, fair. I thought it was a whole thing of it specifically being the Holocaust was a big, big reason for a lot of the things Magneto does. Right, right. I'm just saying, it's not, I don't think at least, it's so ironclad that you couldn't change it and update it. Hmm. However, if you don't want to, and I also understand that because I understand that the imagery and real-life association that the Holocaust has makes it more powerful feeling. Right. This is a well-known global atrocity, and I'm not getting into it, but... Yeah. <laughs> but I agree you, with you. <laughs> if you want to keep that, but also explain how he's still alive and not about to die, just say he's got longevity as one of his mutant powers. Oh, it's, hmm. that's inconsistent? Oh, well. Or you could do suspended animation. I don't necessarily think that's as, that's as cool. Yeah. Just, just, have it be, just have it be part of his power set. Magnets yeah. did it. I don't fucking know. <laughs> the magnets did it. It's like, wow, your skin is so smooth. It's like, yes, help, I, let me show you my Old Spice Magnet Edition shampoo. <laughs> he does so much crazy shit with magnets in the comics. You could, you could spin it as somehow they slow his aging. Fair. <laughs> the electromagnetic spectrum, I think, is one of the four fundamental forces of the universe or something. I'm mm. no physicist, but I'm pretty sure that's how that works. He could do all kinds of crazy shit, in theory. Fair. Anyways, so yeah, that's my that's my hot take. The mutants can have existed the whole time. It's not hard. Mm. It's very easily done. Or right. they're a small enough section of the population that it hasn't really come up. The, the the Avengers weren't on speaking terms with the X Men. That's why they didn't show up in these things. Obvious. Why weren't the Eternals there? Why wasn't insert hero name here there? Because they weren't <laughs> on Doctor Strange's call list. All right, simple. <laughs> they stupid. weren't on the payroll. <laughs> what a stupid thing to get hung up on this is. Right. But the Fantastic Four, I feel like, yeah, it's easier to just say they're time-displaced. Right. And that's why we're just getting them now. Now, one thing I will say, there's a lot of people going, oh, Doctor Strange called it with the, didn't you guys chart in the 60s? It's like, no, guys, that's a, there was an actual music group called the Fantastic Four in the 60s as well. Yeah. It's a real-life thing. Doctor Strange is already established to have a bunch of music trivia. That's the joke. <laughs> okay, thanks. Right. Moving on. Back to the thing. Yes. This 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 thing that I've been building up to. The thing. Yes. Uh, Eben Moss Bachrock. Actually, I thought I wasn't familiar with any of his stuff until I found out he's micro in the first season of The Punisher. Re oh, wait, does that mean we're not getting micro back for the new Punisher? Aww. I don't think we'd get micro back anyway. His story ended in season one. He's back with his family. Why would you take that away from the poor man? No, well, that's fair. <laughs> it's just that... He was, like, I know they, they stopped using him after his first season because he had an ending, but as wonderful as the Punisher is as a whole, he was by far and away the best, one of the best parts about it. <laughs> he was good. He was good. Um, okay. Neat. Oh, yeah, that's Micro, all right. <laughs> but I like this cast on the whole. I have some concerns, mm -hmm. but it's basically, okay, it, it, it really is funny how the one that I'm most spotty on is Pedro Pascal, who acting-wise is not going to be an issue. Yeah. Like, he'll, 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 he'll knock it out of the park. Yeah, he'll be fine. He'll do great. Also, Herbie's in this. Herbie? The little robot. Oh! 
Look, if this gives us Herbie and this gives us a fantastic car again, I'm 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 all for it. I'm on board. Is the fantastic car a Volkswagen Beetle? No. Unfortunate. It's this just really ugly futuristic hover car and I love it. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, that's an exciting bit of news, and I feel like they probably did this in part to distract from Madame Webb, which more power to them. Mm. <laughs> we'll get into we'll that. Get to that. <laughs> we shall. But first it's trailer time. Trailer time. Oh no, wait, actually I've got one more bit of news first I forgot all about. Whoops. Oh oh boy. Yeah, so um this is crazy. Okay. Sam Mendez, Neil Street Productions, and Sony are all partnering up and making a series of Beatles films. Really? Yes. Apparently, there are four films, and they are each going to document the Beatles' rise to fame from the perspective of one of the members. So, Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, Sean Lennon. Sean Lennon! (laughs) Sean Lennon. John Lennon. Wow. No, I was reading a different list, and, um, wow. Mm. Sean it's Lennon. Like, turns out it's like John Lennon's like <laughs> secret American cousin or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sean, Sean Lennon was one of the people who approved this, because obviously, you know, um, John Lennon's not around to, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, oh man. And, oh wow, that was a Harrison. joke too. I'm glad I got that right. <laughs> what? I did not realize that Sean Lennon is actually an American. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh man, I've really botched this one. I have, mm. I have, uh... I really borked this. No, four different Beatles movies. Craziest thing is, they're all set to release in 2027. All four of them. Jesus Christ. That's insanity. Yeah, that's a little nuts. <laughs> I get that you don't want to lose momentum, and I get that marketing these four films over this period of time is probably going to be lengthy, but my god. <laughs> you don't think people are... Like, what do you think? People are going to go see the first one, and then they're going to be like... Ah, uh, yeah, get hyped for the Ringo Starr one. Actually, I'm most hyped for the Ringo Starr one. <laughs> you know what would be really I mean, funny to me? Mm-hmm. Imagine if they do this, and then they do a secret... The end of the last one, whoever they do, the, the, the end of the last one is going to have a, a teaser, and then we get a fifth one, and it's Pete Best watching this meteoric rise to stardom from the outside. <laughs> that would be something. I... Mm. This whole experiment might be worth it just for the possibility of that. I mean, I'm I'm into it largely because even though I am obviously aware of the Beatles, I am not very familiar with the Beatles in depth or their history or anything like that. So it's like, all right, well, if there's anything that will really get me to actually sit down and learn more about the Beatles, it would be the series of movies. It's just... Little insane to have all of them release in the span of a year. <laughs> right? I mean, doing four is kind of insane all on its own. Yeah. But releasing them all in the same year is doubly insane. Yeah, yeah. And yet, I'd rather watch a Beatles cinematic universe than whatever Sony's doing with their live-action si- Spider-Man spinoffs. I almost said Cider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'd also rather watch. Cider-Man, the, the counterpart to the Condiment King. <laughs> no, you get Cider-Man, you get Pepsi-Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm not. I we'll get to it, we'll that. get to it. No, I just, like, you mentioned that, it's just like, ooh, Pepsi-Man, wait, no, 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 because I have a system that can play Japanese PS1 games, we don't need the Pepsi-Man Oh, Pepsi no, don't Man do it. Game. Don't Drink. you do it. <laughs> Especially since I'm pretty sure that game is still, like, $100. Yeah. Alright, now let's go to trailer time. It's trailer time again! 
We've got movie previews to watch. It's trailer time again. Trailer time. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> continuing Marvel Studios trying to bury Sony's Marvel release, we also mm. got an official first trailer for X-Men 97. Yeah, it looks neat. Okay, so I never watched a lot of the original X-Men shows as a kid. Same. But it looks cool. Yeah, I was always more of a Spider-Man kid. Mm-hmm. I've never historically been all that into the X-Men. Yeah. So, I've watched some episodes of the of the 90s show, but not all of them, and most of the ones I've seen are the really, are the first set. Mm-hmm. Like, the first few. I really need to catch up, and maybe I will now. But, no, this looks good. I like that the animation style, while not exactly the same, yeah. is still it's mimicking that style, in the sense of, it's cleaned up, it's less grainy, it's a little more fluid, but it still keeps that... The little motions that they do here and there are still evocative of the original series, and I like that. So you know what's funny is that when they mention that, or when it's like seen that it's X-Men 97, it's like, oh, okay, are they going to actually have the full-on like 90s art style? And honestly, the thing that made me realize is that it's the aesthetic, but with very clearly like more modern sensibilities uh, mixed into it as well, was seeing like how much more it felt a lot more fluid overall. And I was thinking, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, doesn't take away from it. But still looks really cool. Also, it's a weird thing. Again, as someone who is not familiar with X-Men in depth or anything like that, it's like, why does Jubilee, Jubilee look like a cute anime character a little bit? <laughs> that's that's pretty much, that, that's kind of Jubilee. Is that Jubilee's thing? I mean, aesthetically. Oh, okay. Well, maybe not anime specifically. Then again, she does mostly wear a yellow raincoat for no reason. Uh, that's always the thing I've been most curious about, actually. With her. That's it's just like, part of her standout look. I don't know what the deal is, because, again, not a huge X-Men. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, it's like, I know her whole thing is being, like, very bright and powerful, because, like, she basically, as far as I understand, her powers are, if for no reason, have the aesthetics of being, like, just constant fireworks. Please correct yeah, me Yeah, she if makes I'm wrong. fireworks. She was a vampire yeah. once. She was? Yeah. Really? For an extended period of time, too, I think. Oh, how did that go? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just know okay. she was a vampire for a while, just like Cap was a werewolf. What? Yeah. This is why I don't read the comics. This is why you <laughs> should read comics. But... <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, you're not but... wrong in that same aspect as well. <laughs> you know what? Since, uh, barring any big major release, maybe next week's Pearl Explained Comics will be about werewolf Cap. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. No, ex so Jubilee was a vampire. Um, She makes fireworks. She's usually one of Wolverine's teen girl sidekicks. Okay. Which is the best Wolverine has ever been. Whenever he's got a teen girl sidekick, that's Wolverine is best. <laughs> that's when I like Wolverine. I hate Wolverine so much, but that's funny. Is now is it is it the reason that's the best is because the teen sidekicks do cool things and distract you from Wolverine? Also because it pisses him off and Oh, that's even better. <laughs> yeah, no, he's the crotchety old man. It's why Logan Logan would be a fine movie if it didn't take a big heaping shit over the fucking X-Men timeline you just finished fixing. Right. But I digress. I'm not gonna get into it here. <laughs> you wanna hear the funniest thing and by funniest I mean most frustrating thing about this trailer though? What? Since it dropped, you've got a bunch of the usual anti-woke chuds complaining about two major things. One, mm. Morph, the shapeshifter, has been confirmed <laughs> to be non-binary. It's in the name. 
they're, they're a shapeshifter. Who yeah, fucking it's like literally, cares? It's like literally in the name, guys. <laughs> if anybody's not going to commit to one identity over the other, it's going to be the goddamn shapeshifter. Frankly, I'm surprised that Mystique doesn't get that more. And I'm also yeah. surprised Mystique doesn't get more shit for being a lesbian, but that's probably fine because they're like, oh, but she's hot and blue, so it's fine. <laughs> It's specifically the blue. The blue is what wins out more than anything else. <laughs> yeah, she's blue and hot. It's fine. Whatever. Mm. So that's a funny, and by funny I mean depressing thing that all the wrong people are getting mad about. Yes. The other one, this one I can't, I mean, I can believe it. I under, I don't understand it, but I, I see the I see the grift. Mm-hmm. They're being mad because Rogue's ass is less pronounced. What? <laughs> yeah. No, I've seen. Vi- I I haven't watched the videos because I have a life. But I was to say, like, thumbnails. have you been con- comparing Rogue's ass? <laughs> no, I don't need that much negativity in my life. Okay. I have enough of it. <laughs> but watching grown ass men get upset because Rogue's butt isn't as big is just like, what are you doing? What are you even? What are you doing with your life? And I under and I. I, I Anybody Stop can it. like anything. Get some help. <laughs> it's okay to have interests, and it's okay for those interests to be outside of your normal age demographic. But if you're getting mad because they nerfed a cartoon character's ass, <laughs> stop and reevaluate. Mm. And I know a lot of it's just a grift. A lot of it's because forced negativity gets the YouTube algorithm oh, yeah. to focus on your videos a little more. That's why I put Madam Web is bad in the title. Hell yeah. <laughs> but at least I genuinely believe that. We'll get into it, but at least I genuinely believe it. <laughs> I'm not just chasing clicks. Yeah. I think the thing that the trailer that made me like chuckle a little bit was at the end when, this is, well, I guess the very, very end of this two-minute trailer, Magneto shows up and it's just like, in his last will and testament, Charles Xavier left everything to me. Everyone's shocked. I'm just like, that sounds like something Charles Xavier would do, though. It depends on where he and Eric are at at any given point in the timeline. Well, it's like, from what I understand, they're basically like, if you look up the phrase frenemies, these two are like the picture. There's no definition or type of word or anything there. It's just a picture of these two fuckers. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Also, Gambit and Wolverine doing the charge up his claws thing. That's cool. That is cool. <laughs> I like that a lot. I can't wait to see how that plays out. Do his claws explode when that happens? Can Adamantium <laughs> explode? Huh. <laughs> I feel like this is a good question to ask. Or do his claws just make explosions when they touch stuff if they've been charged up like that? Is that not... Huh. Eh. Good to have them back, is the point. Right. Also worth noting, it's interesting, Marvel Studios changed their logo for this one to Marvel Animation. Which I assume is a way of saying this isn't part of the multiverse saga, you're not going to have to pay attention to it. Yeah. I mean, it's also cool because it kind of gives the people who work on it a little bit of their spotlight, I guess. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this. And it's coming out March 20th, so... Oh, okay. Nice. Not too far away at all. We are one month away. Indeed. At the time of recording. <laughs> Anyways, we also got another trailer for Godzilla x Kong, the new Empire. This has made me realize how far behind I am on this franchise. <laughs> yeah, I guess I do need to catch you up, don't I? Which ones did you see again? I've seen... We've seen the first Godzilla, the first King Kong... I'm pretty confident I saw Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, you're only missing one then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then I can only assume that. Well, either I've seen, either I've seen the first two, 
where I've seen the first three. If if anything, if nothing else, I know for sure I saw both Godzilla and King Kong. Okay, so just to be safe, we probably need to catch up on Godzilla 2 and Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah, but no, the thing that lost me, I don't know if it's something that's like that's shown in the in the previous movie and because I haven't seen it, I missed it but was the whole space plane thing that can like travel to a different dimension or whatever is like okay where the hell have I been <laughs> Oh no that's just portals to the to the kaiju dimension in the center of the earth That doesn't make it better <laughs> Okay you definitely haven't seen Godzilla versus Kong then Yeah no <laughs> All right we're going to have to fix that Yeah yes um, indeed I'm not necessarily super enthused by Godzilla and Kong getting into another series of fights Mm-hmm. because we just had that. Although it does make sense, because, again, Godzilla's kind of a racist. <laughs> just saying. I know you've talked about it before, but it is just the thought of Godzilla being racist. It's just very funny to me. <laughs> yeah, but he's the kaiju equivalent of that old boomer grandpa who just says racist things. Except since their kaiju says racist things... Translates to life or death fight on sight. <laughs> Fair. But it's just because he's from a different era, you know? It's yeah, not, both literally he's a product of his time. He, he is. <laughs> he's a product of his time. And he's like, those dang Kongs in there. Oh my god. <laughs> coming in, taking all our germs. <laughs> Meanwhile, you've just got. You've just got the kid played by, uh, what's her name, Eleven from Stranger Things, Millie Bobby Brown, that's the one, going, okay, Godzilla, settle down. Hmm. I'm so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry he's like we, this. We keep trying to tell him, but... <laughs> yeah, it's like, times have changed. Back in my day! <laughs> <laughs> I love this idea of just Godzilla rocking on the porch. Hmm. It's like... <laughs> belches and just accidentally lets out a nuke on his neighbor's property. <laughs> Mad it's that like, his adopted human mascot has brought home one of those and it's King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> this like, shouldn't be funny to me, but it is. Yeah. <laughs> Racism's bad, kids. Never forget. And adults! And adults. adults I hate too. that I have to stress that, but <laughs> racism is bad. There. <laughs> I also like that the Scar King, I think that's his name, the new antagonist, he's got that, like, Godzilla vertebrae chain whip. Oh, yeah. That's sick. I like that. That was, that was really cool. And apparently Kong just has that new gauntlet so he can punch harder. Yeah, that was the thing, again, might probably a thing where I don't know about it since I missed the previous movie, but it's just like, alright, so Godzilla has an infinity gauntlet? Like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> no, it's just like a power, it's a power gauntlet, it's a power fist, it's a, it's oh. a... Oh, he has a power glove. I think it's just a big giant robot hand that amplifies Kong's punch strength or something. And at first no, I thought, well, why didn't they make two? And then I think about the size involved and the materials, and it's like, oh no, that makes sense. <laughs> no, it's it's funnier to me if it's a, if it's a, power, a Nintendo power glove. <laughs> we also got a trailer for Sasquatch Sunset. I don't know how to feel about this one. <laughs> I'm blown away that Jesse Eisenberg is one of these Sasquatches. I almost said Yetis. <laughs> Which I don't think is technically incorrect, but... No, yeah. It's funny how I just said the title is Sasquatch Sunset and then almost called them Yetis. No, this looks weird and oddly charming. I I mean, it's I agree with the weird. I, um... 
Moments a hard seem really the... charming. Not the Sasquatch sex. No, no, that was... <laughs> I was thinking... So, honestly, when the trailer was starting up with the whole giving the premise and whatnot at the beginning, it's like, okay, this is going to be the bit, like, after they're finished with this, where the Sasquatches just, like, get up and start, like, talking in, in like, English or whatever. And it's a whole comedy bit. And then it just cuts to Sasquatch sex. And then two of our main characters just awkwardly looking at said Sasquatch sex is like... All right, you know what? Sex squatch. It's like, I... (laughs) (laughs) That's worse. That's a worse term. Yeah, it is a much worse term, but... (laughs) (laughs) I was like, all right, you know what? I did not see that coming. Well done. You you caught me off guard. (laughs) I just like all the weird mundane things like that one who gets the snapping turtle stuck on his tongue, I think. I think that was a snapping turtle. Yeah, ugh. That's really funny to me. Yeah, oh, that was deeply uncomfortable for me. Stacking it's uncomfortable, tur- but also, like, yeah, some, you, something you, human-esque would, li- would would do that. You do not fuck with snapping turtles. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Or the bit where one's helping clean the other's fur and then sneezes. <laughs> it just looks at him like, bruh. Just wipes it off like, man, what the... <laughs> no, this looks hell of interesting. It does look interesting. I said I hell of... of. <laughs> Oh, God. We're not having a good time. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I'm having a good time. I'm just mm-hmm. not having a good time. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm having a good time doing this. <laughs> and I hope everybody's having a good time listening. And if you are, make sure to like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> Please do. Give us that engagement. I need to get better at saying that at the start rather than halfway through or at the very end. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Looking forward to this one. Mm-hmm. And we also got a trailer for Prey, which I only added on here for the specific reason that I had a weird deja vu experience watching this two separate times for two separate movies. For me, it was like three. <laughs> nice. Yeah, because the first bit of this is like, all right, so this is low-budget plane. And then the middle bit is like, all right, so this is... Low-budget Lion King, with but with humans. And then it's like, alright, so now we're into low-budget Beast, because lions hunting humans. What the fuck am I watching? <laughs> yeah, Beast was the first one that came to mind for me, because I saw the thumbnail, and I thought to myself, wait a minute, didn't we already get Lions Attacking People movie? And yeah. then I thought, oh no, that was Beast. That came out like a year and a half ago. Damn. Okay. <laughs> yeah, alright. And then I started watching the trailer, and then when the plane starts breaking apart, and they're trapped in the middle of the of the savannah, and they realize it's a big game preserve, and you see lions stalking around, I thought, didn't I just, didn't I just see a trailer for the, oh, that's No Way Up, the one with the sharks. <laughs> Never mind. Wow. Right. How did, oh god. I've seen too many movies and trailers. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if it's the thing of seeing too, win- too many movies, or seeing movies, like, just kind of be like, you know, they made it work really good. Let's do something similar. I don't think Uh, I'd say Beast made it work really good. (laughs) Well, Just that they did it first. They did it first. I don't know, it's kind of like the whole thing of, like, Crackoon in it being a thing, which I haven't heard anything about that movie in a minute. No, same. But it's the thing of, when I saw that trailer, it's like, okay, so we're clearly chasing after the goodness that came from Cocaine Bear. (laughs) What happened there? What's its release date? When you look for it, there is going to be a different Crackoon that starts with a K that released yeah, in 2010. Yeah, I, I see it, I see it. That's not this, <laughs> as far as I'm, I'm aware, at least. I'm not seeing a release date, what the... Huh. 
<laughs> I like how... It says released November 28th, 2023. We're supposed <laughs> to be talking about Prey, and here I am looking up information on Cracker. <laughs> Real quick before we get back into talking about the trailers, I like how in like the people ask section on Google when I searched up Cracker, the first three results is... Is Cracoon the movie based on a true story? Is oh, Cracoon a movie? And what is the drug Dracoon movie? <laughs> That's phenomenal. That's amazing. <laughs> Let's go to box office. Alrighty. We did not see the highest grossing movie this weekend, actually. That's probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah, no, believe it or not, it was actually Bob Marley, One Love. Really? Yes, uh, as I understand it, across the five-day weekend, because it, it and Madam Web both released on Valentine's Day, across mm. the five-day weekend, it took in $46.5 million domestically, it's currently sitting at a roughly $52 million domestic total, and $81 million worldwide. Okay. Which, let me look up the budget real quick, because I don't... 70 mil, alright, not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. So it's already made back its production budget at least, now it's just a question of marketing. Right. That's better than can be said for the movie we did see, Madam Web, which was the second highest grossing movie this weekend. Oh boy. Acro across the five days, it took in roughly $23.6 million domestically. It's currently Oof. sitting at a $26.2 million domestic total and $51.9 million worldwide against an $80 million budget. Oh, I don't have high hopes for that one. No, it's, it's got one more weekend where, like, nothing big and crowd-pleasing comes out, but then I think on March 1st is Dune Part 2, so... Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna get yeah. buried. Yeah, just a little bit. Which I think it deserves to, if I'm honest. <laughs> like, okay. The thing is, I struggle to say that Madam Web being an absolute train wreck of a movie is... The fault of anyone involved aside from production. Aside mm. from the the producers, Sony, functionally. Yeah. Because it's bad. Oh, it's, it's really bad. It's bad all around. It's really, really bad. The writing is terrible. The acting is all over the place. The editing is, at points, borderline astonishingly bad. <laughs> and... I feel like the worst part about the whole thing is that if you took the most basic description of the premise, mm -hmm. there's an interesting idea here that for a superhero-adjacent movie is kind of unique, mm -hmm. but they butchered the fuck out of it. I take it you're referencing the whole clairvoyance aspect, or... No, not that. Like, okay, not, not to give the whole game away, but can you imagine four women running away from a killer in New York and the killer is Spider-Man? Huh. That that is actually that does actually sound really really neat. <laughs> right? When you say it like that, it's like, huh. That at least gets the gears turning. It it, yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. might sound bad, but at least it's like, no, I haven't really seen one of those before, actually. Yeah, no, where like the normal good guy is actually very much, very deeply the villain here. <laughs> Not even that, just 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 the concept of you have to run from a guy who's super strong, super fast, seems to have some degree of he doesn't really have psychic powers, though, does he? No, he doesn't really in, have psychic powers. He's just got... Not in the same vein. That's fucking weird. That's really yeah. fucking weird. And he can also and he can also adhere to any surface. Mm-hmm. Like, nowhere is safe. It, right. That's a cool idea. Shame about everything else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, 
what I want to ask you, because I've been thinking about it, and I don't know if this is the thing to ask now before we get deep into it or later on after we talk more about it. Right. Between this and Morbius, which is the better? This is better. By which I mean, this is worse. It's a more incompetent final product. Yes. But it's also more engaging, and it's more interesting. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I sit. For me, it's a thing of, like, this movie is bad. It is, is like, really, really bad. But I could actually see myself, if I was pressed to watch one of them a second time, it would absolutely be Madam Web. I would watch Madam Web five times before I watch Morbius again once. Yes. <laughs> Not uh, helped largely by Madam Web also being a movie that is very easy to make fun of. <laughs> yeah, no, look, if this wasn't a Sony Spider-Man spinoff, I would mm. recommend this movie, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, if I thought, if I thought for one minute that this movie was genuinely intended to be this bad by the people making it, mm -hmm. I would wholeheartedly recommend it. And there are aspects where I feel like maybe some of the actors at least realized what movie they were in and did their best to make it the worst, <laughs> which I respect. Dakota Johnson's press tour for this movie has been insane. Yeah. <laughs> because... You can tell she has got no investment in this, and I mm. cannot blame her. Oh, I do not blame her in the slightest either. She actually left her talent agency the same week the first trailer for this came out and jumped ship to another one. <laughs> and between that, some comments from Sydney Sweeney, some other comments here and there, I genuinely believe Sony tricked a lot of the people in this movie into thinking they were working on an MCU movie. Uh. <laughs> or trick them into thinking they're in a movie that might get them into the MCU later down the line. Either way, I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't believe it either, yeah. And I feel so bad. Oh, oh 100%. So, pre the, the premise, such as it is, is that Dakota Johnson is playing Cassandra Webb, who... Mm. <laughs> Where do I even start with this? Uh, well, first off, she's she is not an old woman. She is, in fact, in, in her thirties. Yeah. So probably, our, I don't know. Yeah, probably. Uh, she's a paramedic. Mm -hmm. She uh she she has no idea how to interact with other humans. <laughs> Which I feel like, in its own really weird way, was kind of like fun to watch. I can't really explain it, but like there are several times where it's just like you are really bad around other people, and for some reason, it's strangely it, endearing to watch. It's weirdly <laughs> endearing in a train wreck kind of way. And it's yeah. also because, like, again, I feel like she figured out what kind of movie this was. It just immediately started phoning it in. <laughs> Not phoning it in, but like, I guess maybe phoning it in, but phoning it in in a way that's still entertaining. Weirdly mm. enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> she could be, you could have revealed she was a robot at the end of this movie, and I would have bought it. <laughs> Some kind of weird experimental android gone wrong, like she's proto-vision. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we'll get into it, but the last bit of the movie may very much maybe goes like, okay, oh! she's still here, or she's a robot now. <laughs> the ending of this movie is amazing. Anyways, uh, by amazing, I mean it's bad, but... It's very bad. This is a really bad movie. So... Mm. Her mom died in the Amazon researching spiders. With <laughs> thank Which is God just that a life's hell of not a in the thing movie. To start with, by the way, thank God that while pregnant not in the movie. with her, <laughs> while super pregnant, and then her her bodyguard or security or whatever Ezekiel Sims 
betrays her once she finds this rare spider that's supposed to, like, enhance the abilities of whoever it bites because of peptides in its venom or something. I don't fucking know. I'm no yes. entomologist. Is, do <laughs> entomologists study spiders? Um... I know entomologists are bugs, but spiders aren't really bugs. Hold on a second. Yeah, I'm looking it up, too, because now I'm curious. Arachnologist is the term. Oh, there's a name for it. Yeah, which makes sense. Uh, fair. Entomolo entomologists are insects specifically, apparently. Or mm. it might also be other arthropods. Fair. Uh, I don't fucking know. The I'm not a bug <laughs> scientist, alright? <laughs> I am not a man who studies ants, or spiders, or wasps, or spider wasps, or any of this, okay? You are indeed not the Ant-Man. I am not the Ant-Man... Cuckoo, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Paul. <laughs> or whoever was responsible for that song. Mm. Where was I? Oh, right. So, um, what's her name? What's what's <laughs> what's Cassie's mom's name? Doesn't That's matter. That's an excellent get, fucking question. <laughs> she gets shot. She gets shot <laughs> while while pregnant. Like mm. astoundingly pregnant, and then yes. she gets she, while, while Ezekiel steals the steals the magic spider and runs off, and then she gets found by a tribe of Peruvian spider people who paint themselves red and wear vines. So basically, what this means it's to evoke Spider Man, and what that means is if Peter Parker becomes Spider Man in this universe eventually, he's basically doing a cultural appropriation, which is shocking. <laughs> Which is hilarious. It is very funny. <laughs> and it gets even funnier because then Ezekiel makes himself a costume based on that, except black, and goes on, like, a murder spree. Well, not a murder mm -hmm. spree. Because how many people die? I guess not that many people, like, die, but there's a shit ton of property damage. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And so... When Spider-Man, when Peter Parker eventually becomes Spider-Man in this universe, which he probably will because Uncle Ben is there, and also they do a whole thing of, oh, look, he just keeps leaping around in there, you know, like a spider. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge with a freaking <laughs> pickaxe to the head. It's like, you get it, don't you? You get it, don't you? God, that was just to deviate. That is one of the more infuriating things about this movie is that they do the whole, like, hey, here's a hint, while for some reason not actually saying who anybody is. I think the craziest thing is I barely spo- I, Like, I feel like I should do a spoiler warning, but also, like, I feel like nothing I've said is really it's a spoiler. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, um... No. <laughs> I, I guess the Peruvian spider people might have been a spoiler. Oh, yeah, that... Oh, you know what? That's fair. I mean, it happens in the first, like, five minutes of the movies, but... It's in the first five minutes, but it's... It's, it's quick, but it's such a shock to the system when they show up. <laughs> so... Basically, mom dies in childbirth. Somehow, despite this happening in Peru, Cassie ends up in the American foster care system. <laughs> yeah. So, like, did these Peruvian spider people fly her to America and drop her off in an orphanage? Yeah, it's just like, we have this child. Take care of her. They Is didn't... she an American citizen? That's not our problem. They're like, well, hope save her life. Not our problem now. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, that's terrible. I'm not gonna get into the joke that popped into my head, but... I, it's terrible, and it's current. <laughs> I like how we both know exactly where I'm going with this. Oh, great. But, no. So, Cassie, I guess as a result of assuming that her mom didn't want anything to do with her, or whatever, Cassie just does not people at all. Her no, only friend is Ben, 
and she barely even seems to know how to handle him. So mm -hmm. she ends up developing psychic powers where she can see the future and ends up getting entangled with the, the these three grown-ass women pretending to be teenagers. Yes. <laughs> yes. We ha yes, we have the glee treatment, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the Just general Hollywood, they're having adults play teenagers. And you know what? Might have worked if not for the fact that you also just had a movie. And this is another Sony movie where... Like, the, the, the sex appeal of Sidney Sweeney and Glenn Powell as two very attractive adults is a selling point. Yes. Because you just did anyone but you. And then mm. and then you do this. So it's like, God, why would you... I don't... Oh, they, they have to be teenagers so that way you have a better explanation of, of why the cops aren't involved in this. Even though <laughs> it really doesn't matter if you involve the cops because Ezekiel can just tear through them anyway. Yeah. And he's after them. He's after these three... He's after these these three girl women because <laughs> he keeps having this vision every night of them killing him in the future for some reason. Mm. And yeah, so Cassie gets entangled in all this and she has to figure out how to how to keep them safe from from, from Ezekiel and just it's bad. It's it's just bad. It's very Cassie's bad. the only one with any real personality and her personality is awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like she's She's the most anti-social robot of a human being I've seen in one of these in a while. Mm -hmm. And then her, the, 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 the other three future spider people are all just interchangeable sidekicks. You've got Celeste O'Connor as Maddie Franklin. She's the jerk. You've got mm. Sydney Sweeney as Julia Cornwall. She's the awkward, shy, weird one. Yeah. And then you got Isabella Merced as... Anya Corazon, who might as well not even be in this. Yeah, honestly. She she's supposed to be the nerd, I think, but yeah, she gets so little to do in this that mm. there might as well have only been two of them. Yeah, it's like Sony just went, okay, we need you to put Spider Woman in this movie, and they went, which one? There's like four of them, and they just said <laughs> yes, right? Except not Jessica Drew. We want to use her for something else. Right. This is a deceptively marketed movie, and I won't go into how right now, but I feel like that's another part of the problem. There's a good concept in here, but they chose to advertise it as something else. Mm hmm So, that sucks. I'll say something nice. Okay. I have, I have a nice thing to say about this movie, beyond just on paper with a completely different script, <laughs> this could have been a good movie. Which is right. that... The sequences where Cassie first has her powers, mm -hmm. up until the subway train bit, where she's trying to, where she's first experiencing these powers and keeps getting the deja vu of shit happening, is weird and inconsistent and frustrating, and I feel like that was actually intentional. Yeah. I, I feel like it's supposed to be disorienting, and although it's really frustrating to watch, I acknowledge that, given that it was probably intentional, it worked. So bravo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like with that as well, if it's a thing that like kind of puts you in the shoes of a little bit of the character, it's like this is frustrating to watch. It's like, yeah, it's probably frustrating for the person dealing with that too. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. why is this happening? Why are people repeating things and then looking at me like I'm crazy? I mean, I am crazy, but <laughs> so yeah, that's that 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 that's one good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, that might be the only good thing. <laughs> I guess of the main cast. Celeste O'Connor is probably the best, the, the one doing the best, like, genuine performance. Right. 
I mean, her character's frustrating as hell, and I hate her guts, but... <laughs> I feel like she's the most present and also trying. Right. I mean, I guess Sydney Sweeney's trying too, but her character is so weird and inconsistent and awkward that it's like... I can't... Kind of, t- kind of kills it a little bit. I can't tell here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Adam Scott is a alright Ben Parker, but he's also just kind of there to be the supportive friend. Mm-hmm. And to, you know, hint at a bunch of... God! <laughs> the amount of Spider-Man shadowing in this is... Huh. So I read a thing, and this might be something we talked about on a previous episode going over, because I think we've talked about how this movie went through reshoots and all that. Right. So apparently... Is it a, is it a spoiler to talk about how most of this movie takes place in 2003? No, even though it also doesn't feel like it does... It feels like they made an attempt, but there's some really glaringly obvious things that make it not 2003. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so apparently, I didn't look deeply into this, but I saw that the reason why a lot of the movie takes place in 2003 is because originally, the movie's timeline overall was supposed to be within the Andrew Garfield continuity. Right, and then they they decided not to do that for some reason. Well, apparently the reason was to have it be so it takes place, or at least takes place adjacent to, because it's not an MCU movie, in the Tom Holland continuity in the MCU. Right. Because, like, Tom Holland's Peter Parker is, like, born in 2003, apparently, and it's like, hey, it's, this is, this is the current one, but it's like, yeah, but this isn't the MCU, so why are you doing this this because they figured they could bully they figured they could well maybe not bully but weasel their way into getting marvel to say yeah it's in the mcu whatever that was the thing that was like kind of getting getting to me about that it's just like come on y'all you can you you guys can are we seriously at the point where you're so desperate to get like people into the movie and interested in the movie that you're being like hey it's in the mcu by technicality (laughs) you know the really funny thing i'm looking at the mcu wiki and apparently, mm-hmm. uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man was born in 2001. Oh, really? <laughs> I couldn't even get that right. Nice. They went, and they went out of their way to be like, it's 2003! Yeah. Britney Spears <laughs> toxic, it's gonna be huge! <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, like, the... <laughs> Honestly, the main thing that made, me go, that made me go is like, okay, they're at least trying for 2003 was... They had the old school Pepsi cans, which I don't know if it's just because like the perception or whatever, but when the scene where they give her, when they give Dakota Johnson a Pepsi can, they, cause they give her a Pepsi can cause product placement, it looks fucking huge. <laughs> Look, I'll have you know, Coca-Cola paid a lot of money to have Pepsi be in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh no, we don't, no, y'all are, y'all are good. We don't need to be in this right now. <laughs> They had a bidding war uh, to not be in Madam Web, and Pepsi lost. <laughs> yeah. They're passing the script back and forth like, no, 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 you! No, 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 I insist! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I also had an anachronistic near-miss as well, because it's just like, because I saw a portion of the car, is like, that car is anachronistic, and then they show a full view of the car, it's like, I feel like they changed cars, but the new car is fine, so it's cool. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> Yeah, also no. <laughs> interesting, apparently, 
this is not in the same universe as, allegedly at least, I think the director said it's not in the same universe as Morbius and Venom and, and those. Apparently this is a what? completely different one. Why? Presumably because they want to be in the MCU real bad. <sighs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> this is a cynical movie. This is a cynical ass movie. This is cynical as fuck. <laughs> Like, I thought my cynicism was bad. <laughs> and that's why, despite it being bad, I really can't recommend it. But, but, but... It really is a shame, because I do not feel like... The movie being as bad as it is, is the fault of any of the actors, or any of the VFX people, or the director, or the writers. Even yeah. though, at least one of the writers did Morbius, and Gods of Egypt, and Power Rangers 2017. <laughs> so... <laughs> Because these things happen. Like, the script you make is not the script that gets to the screen. Yeah. More often than not. So, mm -hmm. who knows? Maybe it was great. Maybe it was bad, but I'll guarantee it wouldn't have been this bad without Sony. Right. So, that's a tragedy. No, the, the action, when there is action in this, um, not great. Mm -hmm. A lot of it's weird and hazy and what have you. I, I do like the idea of using your I-can-see-the-future powers to basically lab out what you're gonna do. Yeah. There's at least one bit where, where, where an action scene happens, and it starts ramping up, and it seems like shit's gone to hell, and then you go back, and it's like, oh, let's try that again. It's like, oh! Yeah, that was okay. cool. Yeah, I like that. That's a nifty idea. This is a yeah. nifty idea on paper! Yeah, the execution is not nifty. <laughs> when you're not doing all the spider-baiting... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are we referencing the band now? No. Okay. What? There is a band called Spider Bait. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. That I had no idea. Have you ever heard, like, the very well-known cover of Black Betty? No. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, there is there is a band called Spider Bait. Oh. <laughs> huh. Also, the movie has no momentum at all. There's one bit in the end of second act, start of third act, I guess you'd call it, that just gr grinds the whole screeching thing to a halt. Mm. There's no reason for any of the characters to do anything that they do. It's just weird. Like, Cassie's a paramedic, and yet, multiple times, she's like, I can't help you, you're on your own. <laughs> well, yeah, because she's bad at people. She's bad at people, which, like, I, I get it. Not, not everybody has a job that they like, not everybody has a job they're suited for, but why did you go into being a paramedic if... Yeah. If you don't give a shit about people. <laughs> Surely there's something you could have done that was easier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, it's not like a, oh, she just recently became like this. It, it's pretty much implied she's been like this her whole life. Mm hmm Because lasting trauma from mom abandonment or whatever. Right. Terrible. Also, I didn't even get, I haven't even mentioned yet, the actor who plays Ezekiel Sims. Yes. Tahar Rahim. He is right. 80-yard in this movie. A oh, lot of his dialogue bad. is dubbed over, and it's bad. It doesn't match his lips. How do you fuck yeah. that up? Yeah, no, it's... It's real bad. <laughs> like, it's it's noticeable from the get-go, unfortunately. I think we're good to move into spoilers. What do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm good to do spoilers. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, yeah, don't see this. And, I mean, it's... It's, it's bad. It's really bad. It it struck my funny bone a few times in how bad it is, mm -hmm. but also, this is just a cynical effort by Sony to 
be able to make their own Spider-Man adjacent movies without Marvel's help so they can keep holding out of the rights forever. And like, honestly, I don't know what the right play here is. I don't yeah. know if I don't know if not going to see it actually helps get us one step closer to Sony playing ball with Marvel, because it might just mean they'll get more stubborn and double down and insist no we don't need help because they're all fucking insane over there. <laughs> so I don't actually know. All I'm gonna say is like, it's it, it's dumb, stupid, goofy. It's better than Morbius because it's worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, I feel like that's the final descriptor you can give this movie, in all honesty. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't want to get spoiled any more than <laughs> I've already accidentally done, make sure to mm. click away in three, two, one. I like that at one point they dance around calling Ezekiel Spider-Man. Yeah. And then, then just say spider person and then they just yeah. call him ceiling guy yeah i just like when they said i was just like oh please stop just 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 stop get this over with <laughs> despite the fact that cassie only has like two pictures of her mom one of which has ezekiel prominently in it she doesn't mm. recognize him when she first encounters him despite also he hasn't aged in 30 years yeah which yeah, might be I'm... due to the magic spider but <laughs> okay so Oh god, Monty. So so much of what Ezekiel's whole thing just kills me, largely because none of it is expanded on. Cause again, his whole thing his whole thing in this movie is to kill these three teenage girls. Played by grown women. Played by grown women, yes, yes. So he's trying to kill them because they eventually become three different versions of Spider Woman and kill him later. And his whole thing is like they're going to kill me. Why are they going to kill you? It doesn't matter. They're going to kill me. They're going to destroy everything I've built. What have you built? What have well, you see, created? <laughs> no, see, that's actually, that's a funny thing. That's from the comics a little bit, but it doesn't translate here because they didn't show it. There's a whole thing. Ezekiel Sims in the comics managed to acquire similar spider powers to Peter, but he did his through like a magic ritual or something, and he wasn't chosen for it. And mm. the the tragedy of the character is that the man spent his whole life going, I think it might be nice to try and be a hero. And he never did. He just kept acquiring money and resources and other stuff and never actually doing anything with it. Oh, okay. So it's... It, this would be a clever reflection if you'd set any of it up! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> like... And also, if you're having the same vision, like, it, it, it doesn't change. It's the same vision. They break into your apartment and they kill you. Move apartments? Yeah. Have you tried moving it? Have you tried to change of address? Have you tried just, like, picking your shit up and going somewhere else? What did you do that got them pissed off enough to try to kill you? And also, that vision doesn't come true anyway, so what does that mean? He doesn't have yeah. future sight powers, so what was that? <laughs> I mean, he dies in the same way, basically, so... Uh, yeah. To Pepsi-Cola. To Pepsi- <laughs> Oh, God almighty. <laughs> What a time. Um, for, like, I don't. So part of my brain couldn't help but run around with the fact that he was killed by the giant S in an old school Pepsi Cola sign. It's just like, is it an S because it's Spider Man or no? He's like, killed by the P. Oh, he's killed by the P. I thought he was. Oh, okay. No, the P lands on the, <laughs> a, a giant letter P. A giant P P lands on him. <laughs> a giant letter P. Crushes it to death. No, the S in the visions it, it falls into the ocean with Cassie. And I, mm. I, 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 anyways, okay. <laughs> now that we're in spoilers, can I just say the baby shower? What the fuck was that? What was that? First of all, why did you invite her? 
Yeah. Oh, probably Second of all. Out of the house, but she gets up getting roped in, and that creates a legendarily horrific scene right yeah. afterwards. Why do you? Why is she? Why does she have to get involved with the lady side of the baby shower when she clearly doesn't want to? And also, you know, she has mom issues. Yeah. You like, know this. You know this. You didn't bring it up to your sister-in-law of, hey, maybe it's not the great idea because she specifically has some family problems. Yeah, it's which is immediately followed up by a wonderfully horrific scene of just being like, "Wait, this is a blank card. Whose is this?" It's like, it's like, it's it's mine. Cassie raises her hand. It's like, yeah, the blank have... card is supposed to be like write something about your mom or something. Yeah, it's like you don't have a single memory of your mother. It's like, oh well, my mom died in childbirth. It's just like, Ooh, all right, here we go. <laughs> which on the one hand, tactless of her to just say it like that. But on the yeah. other hand, also tactless to expect her to participate in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're like, both assholes. Congratulations. You're both kind of assholes here. It has to be said. Oh, what's that, Ben? You don't want to get shot in Queens? Actual <laughs> 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 Foresh- Foreshadowing. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he gets to be an uncle. All the fun and none of the responsibility. <laughs> I mean, I see what they were going for, but I do identify with that line. <laughs> no, I identify it with it too, but man, wow. Mm. It's funny how it's like, Thursday, with great power, and then Madam Web, responsibility? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else seems to see him, Ezekiel, when he's, when he's doing the thing. Cause, okay, okay, there's a whole thing where they don't go to the cops... Partly because Cassie's been accused of kidnapping the three girls because she ordered them off the subway train. And Portrayed I guess by girl Cindy- women. Right, right. Portrayed by girl <laughs> women. Uh, <laughs> and Cindy Sweeney makes one remark about them being abducted or whatever. And then the, the cops immediately assume that it's her, which, okay, fair, yeah, whatever. Yeah, um, fair play. But then this guy in a, in, a, in a black Spider-Man costume comes down and starts beating the shit out of the cops. And they're still like, oh no, she's the kidnapper. What about him? Yeah, what about this fucker? And then, her, res- her, her, her response to being accused of kidnapping is to essentially keep kidnapping the girls and not letting them out of the taxi. And, uh, as I say, also stealing some poor fucker's taxi. Also stealing some poor fuck's taxi! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> wow! Which... And then she leaves them in the woods for three hours, just so she could go home and look through a notebook, which she could have done with them in the taxi! Yeah. Also the fact that the police never are anywhere in this, because at one point in the movie, she also, like, forcibly removes the plate from, plates from the taxi, and then proceeds to still use said taxi. And it's like, this is New York. There's cops and cameras and shit everywhere. There's no way you're making this much mileage and not having the police on you at any point. (laughs) Yeah, that might work to get out of the city once. Once you have to start driving around in it, you're going to attract attention, especially as the taxi gets progressively more and more dinged up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Crazy. So (laughs) she goes back to, she goes home and just rifles through this notebook and then realizes, oh God, he was with my mom in one of these two pictures that I have her and have presumably seen a bunch of times. Mm Mm-hmm. And by that point, the girls have all gone to a diner because they don't trust her, because why would they? <laughs> why, why the hell would they? <laughs> she just left them in the woods for three hours. <laughs> mm. And Ezekiel can track them, because I guess he... Because he, it's New York, and there's cameras everywhere. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he hacked his way into the NSA tech, and he's got somebody monitoring it for him, which apparently this NSA tech is able to take his description of what they look like in dreams, or maybe he's got sketches or something, 
age them down 10 years and identify them. Can I just say, I don't know who the woman is that played the technician who was using the hack cameras. But every time she was on screen talking, it's like, why does it look like you're on the verge of bursting into tears? It feels like somebody at Sony has a gun to her back the whole time. Yeah, like, say the real. fucking line. For real. <laughs> oh, God. Wow, I can't believe how this description is going. This is fucking nuts. So... Yeah. <laughs> scene at the diner happens. Crash a taxi into him. Crashes a taxi into them. <laughs> Into not Spider-Man. Contemplates abandoning the girls at a motel. Drives back anyway. Because there's also the thing of, like, Anya can't go to the cops because her dad got deported. And I guess she might not be illegal either. I don't... Mm-hmm. Or or she'll end up in foster... No, she'll end up in foster because she's been living by herself. That's right. the one. Maddie can't go to the cops because... I don't know? I guess because she keeps giving him grief, which I mean fair, but... Yeah, Maddie's... If I remember right, Maddie is the one who, she has rich parents, but those parents are really distant. So. And her uncle looks after, her uncle's J. Jonah Jameson, by the way. Ha! Yeah. <laughs> okay, sure. Which, why does she go to him? I don't understand that. Yeah. And then Julia can't go to the cops because she's a runaway. Hmm. Because her dad is hilariously neglectful now that he's got a new wife and stepkid or whatever. Right. Which, speaking of, the stepkid hands Cassie a, a drawing as thanks for saving his mom, and she's like, what do I do with this? And like, right in earshot. Yeah, it's just like, bruh, <laughs> they're right there. What a there. robot. What an absolute android. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Mm. So she almost leaves the girls, comes back, teaches them CPR, leaves them with Ben, goes to Peru. Go- goes to Peru. Goes to Peru despite being accused of kidnapping. Which... Mm-hmm. How'd she get on a plane? <laughs> yeah. I guess they never really ID'd her by name. Mm-hmm. Just by appearance, but also, like... Also, you could have. I mean, I don't know where you... I don't know where you would have gotten the money, but I don't know where you got the money for the motel either. So, like, what you could have done is take the girls, right? Mm-hmm. Drive a couple of states away. Get on an airplane there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because by the time NSA Tech recognizes that the girls are out of state, he's not catching up! Yeah. So she goes to Peru, has a vision quest about (laughs) (laughs) how her mom was actually in the jungle researching spiders while heavily pregnant because Cassie was going to have a... uh, some kind of neurogenerative muscular disorder or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the movie spells it out in the most painful terms where it's like, Oh, your baby's gonna have this 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 terrible disorder. What? I don't have a disorder. <laughs> and it's like and then, it's hereditary. Yeah, there's a slow realization, and then she spells it out. Has in, in his vision quest, hugs her mom, going, "You did it for me. You did it to save me." <laughs> yes, I can infer. <laughs> I'm not and fucking stupid. And this was one of the moments where she's like, "Oh no, no, don't do this." Where she's going, it's like, "You did it, mom. You did it." It's just like, "You died." <laughs> Like, it's a Dora the Explorer fight. <laughs> it's just like, oh my god, it's, this is, and it's like, alright, so we have this wonderful, this is supposed to be sweet, but A, it's, because of how much of an asshole I am, it's just too easy to make fun of, but it's also the thing of, like, the sweetness is ruined by the whole thing of this being one of those, the audience is too stupid to know what's going on, so we need to dumb it down for them kind of, kind of moments. And also, Dakota Johnson's delivery is not great, but again, Oh, it's she, horrible. <laughs> she's one of the only ones who seems to really get the movie she's in. Yeah. 
and plays it accordingly. <laughs> but so she goes back to New York where they can't because because Ben's sister-in-law's Mary, that's the one, because her water broke and she's about to have baby Peter, they have to drive mm-hmm. to the hospital. And instead of leaving the girls at home by themselves, where presumably as long as they don't poke their heads out the window, they can't get in any trouble, yeah. he brings them with them, putting them out in the open, so Ezekiel can try to hunt them down and kill them. With explosives. And with, with explosives. Cassie, Cassie drives <laughs> an ambulance through a sign in Times Square. <laughs> Which is just the most, like... Okay. Like... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Crazy Taxi remake being worked on as we speak. <laughs> no, wait, wait. Even better. She drives the ambulance to the side. It's coming towards Ezekiel. Pause. Da 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 da. With the we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> and then they lure him into a fireworks factory, uh, which explodes. They set it on fire and blow it up. There's a helicopter or something. The, the helicopter pilot dies. Madam Webb taps into her powers the full extent of them, which apparently gives her shadow clone jutsu. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, it's like, use your web. It's like, what web? It's like, I'm pretty sure she doesn't have the ability to swing out webs like Peter can, so what is it gonna do? Shadow clone jutsu saves the other girls. It's like, sure. <laughs> I'll, give some, I'll give them a little bit of credit. They foreshadowed it. I know, but it was still a thing. It was just like, this is still dumb. <laughs> The guy who gave her the vision quest was like, you could be in multiple places at once when you learn how to tap into it. So it it, it wasn't completely out of nowhere. But mm. what's even funnier is they keep they do the power responsibility line, but they it's something like when you choose great responsibility, great power will follow. It's like that oh, sounds like it's so borderline hard. fascism enabling. <laughs> that sounds like a low key justification of tyranny. Yeah, uh, just a little bit. Which I'm sure isn't what they're going for. There's other ways to interpret it, and it's probably the least charitable way to take it. But this is a bad movie, so I'm going to take it in the least charitable way. <laughs> so she shadow clone no jutsus uh, to save all three girls, and then lures Ezekiel into a trap. And despite the fact that I'm pretty sure by this point he knows she can see the future, does mm-hmm. he know? But like I, she keeps, yeah. she keeps looking. She keeps giving the most obvious tells that she's looking for something, and he just keeps following her. So mm. he's an idiot. Everybody in this movie is kind of an idiot, but he's a super idiot. Y- and yes, he is. The sign collapses. He falls. He gets crushed by the giant pea. I think she gets. <laughs> there it is again. <laughs> Cassie falls into the river, blinded by a firework, and lose. How did she lose the use of her legs? I don't know. I didn't catch that. Did some of the sign fall on her? Was it his neurotoxin? I think it might have been probably something where it's like. If I had to guess a girl, it was like, oh, she's blind, so therefore she's disabled or something like that. But she's in a wheelchair. Like, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ca- no, she could just have a cane. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, give her a cane. It's like, okay, she has a wheelchair. I don't remember there being damage to her legs, so... But, she, but I'm pretty sure because she's in a wheelchair, she has to have taken damage to her legs at some point. Yeah. Anyways, that's when she really ramps the acting up to 11. <laughs> Is that what we're going to call it? Is that what In it the is? five minutes where she's blind before the movie ends, <laughs> she, she just okay. really goes, okay. koalas in the rain, no fucks given. Well, yeah, I mean, for me, it goes downhill for that very same reason, though. She's just like, this is bad acting, but it's also clear that this woman just has given up completely at this point. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what makes it great. The utter, <laughs> the utter despairing realization of what kind of movie you're in. So... Mm. 
Apparently, all three of her interchangeable sidekicks have moved in with her, which raises a lot of questions. Indeed. <laughs> I understand Anya moving in with her, because Anya's only family has been deported, but are, are you really telling me that Julia's parents didn't raise any kind of fuss about her being missing? Like, not even a token missing persons report? Because when somebody notices she's gone, if you didn't file a missing persons report, you've shot up to the top of the suspect list, good sir. Yeah, absolutely. So, the fact that Julia is apparently living with her or whatever is weird. And then, Maddie, J. Jonah Jameson would kick up such a fuss Yes. if his niece yeah, went missing. He's done that in the comics! Mm-hmm. Because there was a point where he hired... Uh, he didn't really hire Jessica Jones to go looking for her. Jessica Jones had a run-in with her, and she tried telling Jameson, and Jameson immediately flew off the handle and started accusing her of collusion, making her go missing to exploit money or whatever, and then ended up hiring her when he realized the mistake. But it's still a... He cares. He genuinely cares. He's not yeah. the greatest at showing it because he's J. Jonah Jameson. He's an asshole. Mm. How the fuck did you get away with this? <laughs> so they're all living in this new loft apartment. I don't know when she moved or where she's getting the money because she's certainly not a paramedic anymore. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe she is. Maybe she uses her shadow jutsu to be a paramedic. She uses her future sight to know how to drive an ambulance still. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible, but... <laughs> and, and this is my favorite... This is probably my favorite part of the whole movie. By favorite, I mean one of the most infuriating things. <laughs> yeah. So our three interchangeable sidekicks bring dinner home, and they're like, yeah, we didn't know exactly what you wanted. Kung Pao Chicken is perfect. How did you know? What the fuck do you mean? How did she know? We've been here for two hours! <laughs> what? It's like, you what know about the future powers! What a surprise! You know we have we know what we're having for dinner. It's like you're clairvoyant. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can see the future or something, Cassie. <laughs> so then she does this whole monologue about like that they'll do great things and whatever the future holds, we'll be in it together. And the thing about the future is, it hasn't happened yet. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the most insulting part of the whole thing, because the three Spider-Women were all over the marketing, right? Mm -hmm. They're on posters, we get plenty of glimpses of them in the suit. They're, they're never in the suits outside of weird vision sequences, they never get their powers. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, we only see them in their costumes, like, during, like, Ezekiel's flashbacks, and at the very end of the movie, with all of them together, doing, like, a hero pose. Thing. And they're not even actively doing it. It's Cassandra just going like, "This is what's gonna. This is what they're gonna do. They're gonna acquire great powers and do great things with them." It's like, hmm, would have been real cool to fucking see it. Yes, but hey, it's better now because the guy that they were destined to murder is already dead. So it's better now, right? Right. <laughs> as much as I'm mostly dunking on Sony about this, I mm. am gonna give the director a little bit of shit because okay. when asked about why we don't see them obtain their superpowers or really get them in suits. She said, Well, I thought it would be a bit greedy to do four origin stories. That's not really fair, is it? I've got to share it. Come on. I mean, first and foremost, it's Madame Webb, right? But I hope the exciting thing about it is, this is a tease. And I think the origin story of the girls were given, hopefully, a hint of the spirit of who they are. So all I can think is, if you're not actually going to show them, why even fucking bother? Why not just make it three random yeah. people? Why make it Spider-Women? But I'll give her... <laughs> I'll assume, well, I won't assume, but I'll posit the possibility that this is just a PR response because what it actually was was she wanted to do three random people, and then Sony said, make them Spider-Women. Why? 
so we can mm. put it in the advertising because fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I can it see really that 100%. was. It, it was a dead ass Madam Web origin story though. We find out how she gets the wheelchair and the big ass fucking sunglasses. <laughs> right. Those things kill me every time. <laughs> I say every time we only see them once, but looking at them is just hilarious. Right. Amazing. I. Uh, God, I. I don't like that I kind of have to hate this movie. Mm. <laughs> because, again, if this was... <laughs> if this wasn't just an attempt by a studio to keep the rights to something, this would be... This would be kind of magical. Yeah. But, oh, as it is... Mostly badly acted, poorly written, terribly edited, and deceptively marketed. Yes. What am I supposed to like here? And we still got two more of these this year. We got to deal with Venom Three and Craven. Oh right! Oh, I forgot about. Oh God Almighty! <laughs> we're in for a bad time. Yeah, no, yeah, we're we're not gonna have a great time when it comes to the whole Spider-Man adjacent movies. No, I like how Marvel Studios is like, all right, all right, we've heard there's a little too much content. It's a little hard to expect people to keep up. We're gonna ease up, do some better quality control on the things that we're doing, give audiences a breather to really, you know, start missing this stuff and want it back again. Meanwhile, Sony's like, get him, he's weak. <laughs> we will. <laughs> Three Spider-Man movies with no Spider-Man at all! Yes! <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, the audience is distracted? I'll steal it! No one will ever know! <laughs> Fucking idiots. Looks at the under 15... I think it's under 15% at this point. Right to me as a score. It's like, yeah, I think audiences know. Looks at the box office. I think audiences know. But the bad thing yeah. is, genuinely, amongst, amongst the general audience, I think... There isn't necessarily a clear distinction here. Not everybody mm. knows that the Sony Marvel is not Marvel Studios. They just think it's yeah. a Marvel movie, which sucks. Right. And allegedly, this one's a little bit of this one's a little bit of rumor mongering, but I'll get into it anyway because fuck Sony, and I can't emphasize this enough. Mm. Apparently, Tom Rothman and Kevin Feige are currently battling it out about what to do with Spider-Man Four. Tom Rothman being one of the Sony heads. Tom Holland and Kevin Feige want Spider-Man 4 to be a more grounded story, like yes. street-level kind of thing. Mm. Tom Rothman wants to do another multiverse movie with Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, to which I say, you're a stupid no. motherfucker! Yeah, you're- that- a big reason why that scene works so- where that whole bit worked so well in No Way Home was because of how novel it was to have them show back up after, like, what, 15, 15 years, basically? Yeah, even though we knew it was coming beforehand because leakers suck. Yeah. Them having that one-off appearance in that was truly magical and made sense because the whole thing of that movie was basically the multiverse coming together to basically collectively say, Peter, you kind of suck. <laughs> um, doing it again just because for the reasons of... I imagine the main reason of is it did so well the first time. We should do it again. It's like, no, yeah. that's like... You just kill the magic. You just kill yeah. the magic hardcore. You're not going to get the same returns if you do it again. Yeah. You have to... You don't have to know this. You're fucking stupid. But... <laughs> so, anytime somebody's like, uh, but so, but Sony... Okay, you know what? Maybe let Sony keep the animated movie rights, because the Spider-Verse movies are genuinely entertaining. But when it comes to live yeah. action, you cannot look me in the eye and tell me you think Marvel... Uh, Spider-Man is better off with Sony in live-action at this time than it is with Marvel. Because if you try to tell me that either of the Venom movies 
Morbius, or Madame Web are better than the Spider-Man trilogy we've gotten. Any of them. Mm-hmm. You're... F- I-, I don't understand. Yeah. I do not understand. I understand having gripes with the, with, with the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't understand the sudden hate that social media tries to seem to be expressing for Far From Home. That's crazy to me. But yeah. I get having complaints. I'm actually not the biggest fan of Spider-Man No Way Home. I think it's mm-hmm. a fun movie, but I think there's some real issues with it, and a lot of those issues are born from making it a big multiversal Spider-Man story. But right. I will take No Way Home over any of the Sony Spider-Man universe movies every mm-hmm. day of the week. Same. And like I said, I don't know if tell I don't know if not going to see Madame Web helps. Maybe it just makes them more desperate. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but, ugh. I recommend it in the sense of having a fun time, but especially if you can see it in a way that doesn't require Sony to pay that to get money for it. Not that I'm condoning piracy, but... Yeah, but... I don't know. If you happen it, to find a copy that Sony doesn't get any money from... Wait for it to show up in the $5 Walmart bin, because that means that it's used, and if you buy it for yourself, no one... Like, they're not getting the money for it at that point. Yeah. I think that wraps it up. I would say so. I feel like I've been talking about Madame Web for fucking ever. I can't wait to be done with this. <laughs> so yeah, next week, my Rego Unlimited app seems like it's pulling a dirty trick on me. Oh boy. Because it's not showing driveaway dolls as an option. But when I look online, where I can't use my Rego Unlimited because it's only through the app, mm. I see showtimes. Hmm. So, because the only other option, as far as I know, is... uh. Ordinary Angels, which is a faith-based movie. I'm seeing driveway dolls. I don't care if I have to actually pay out of pocket for it beyond what I already pay for Unlimited. I'm just going to send an email going, hey, this is not really cool of you to do. Yeah, no. I mean, as far as movie choice goes, same thing. It's like, all right, it's pretty much just driveway dolls. Yeah. But in any case, regardless of what we do next week, because, uh, who knows, maybe I'll get a random bolt of inspiration for some random older movie we can watch or something, but probably Driveway Mm. Dolls, because I actually want to see that one. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. In any case, thanks so much for listening, everybody. This has been Under the Bridge with Cody, a.k.a. The Scarlet Troll. And with Greg, a.k.a. Greg. And we'll catch you guys next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye!